Hello and welcome to Isolation and Me. I'm Blanche Anderson, voiceover actor and filmmaker. This is a podcast which explores personal experiences during the COVID-19 outbreak. It discusses the highs and the lows and whether we can find any positives in this unusual and uncertain situation. Maria and I met 12 years ago and spent three years in the same class together, studying for our acting degree in Liverpool. As a wee girl, fresh fay fife in Scotland, I remember being almost intimidated by this super cool and worldly metropolitan gal from NYC. But after the degree finished, we kept in touch. So... Who's the super cool one now? Maria, do you remember uni days? <laughs> yes, I do. That was actually very funny to hear you talk about it like that. And also that it was 12 years ago, which makes me feel like an ancient dinosaur. But um, I do certainly remember it. <laughs> I, I've got a mixture of fond and slightly negative memories. Is there anything that you really particularly miss about about uni days? Oh, man. I mean, it was amazing being in such a small program and getting to know everybody so well. You know, Mm. that was one of the things that was so different about because I had done a year at NYU, which (laughs) I was not cool in metropolitan. I that first like two years in New York was an absolute (laughs) garbage fire for me, just to let you know. But it's funny to hear how other people perceive your experiences. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Well, I could still see you like that. I just I mean, well, so I was going to say Maria and I actually were just chatting that we've not really well Maria after Liverpool went to London and we both hung out in London together and then she's moved back to the States and we've kind of I don't know we just it's not like we don't speak but obviously long distance um but yeah so it's it's funny to have one of our first Mm -hmm. conversations in years over a podcast um but no I I still see you as super cool so (laughs) oh thank you doll you too Yes, I told you. Yes, score. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's more like uh, in terms of the negative memories of uni for me anyway, it's more just I cringe at how young I was. Oh, oh, I know. Oh. Those photos of us like dancing in the Lippa canteen are just oh. like when I see them, I'm like, oh my gosh, why do we look like we were 12? Yeah. What were we doing with our lives? But yeah, it was also really great. You know, you have to have that phase. Oh, yeah. It's a learning phase. First of all, before we get into the the longer questions. Um, I've got some shorter questions for you, you know, to get you in the question zone. So are you ready? I am ready. Shoot. <laughs> are you speaking to people more, less or the same as before? Hmm. That's a tricky one. I mean, I, so the, a few days after we started our sort of social distancing kind of lockdown in New York, I actually decided to do a kind of technology detox because I did feel like I was actually speaking to people a lot more. Mm. Like even people from uni, people from the UK, it feels like in trying to reach out to everyone and support each other, which has been wonderful, Mm -hmm. suddenly I was speaking again to all of these people in my life that Mm -hmm. I hadn't spoken to in a while. And you know, wanting to keep in touch with my family and make sure everyone's okay. And it did start to feel like a lot of my day was spent talking to people and being on Zoom. Oh, yeah, Zoom. I mean, I think I was the same and I think everyone did it. They just had this first flurry of like, got to chat to everyone because I can't see them. But actually, I was thinking maybe I should chill out on that front because it is quite tiring, isn't it? It really is. And especially because it's just through screens, there's some of the kind of positive side of communication that you don't get as much. 
and it's just physically, you know, like your eyes. <laughs> my eyes are so tired. <laughs> the screen is just pulling my soul out. <laughs> I know. It's the concentration, the level. And and when do you usually have an hour plus easily conversation with yeah. someone just looking directly at them and not, you know, commenting on, I don't know, a bird that flew past or whatever you're, you know, a person shouting at a bus, you know, <laughs> things that you see in a city. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the answer to that? Do you think that's the same or, or more than probably more I guess I think more mm. I think more honestly yeah and that has its ups and downs you know I can't really put a value judgment on it it's been a learning experience yeah I also find myself um hearing from people I've not spoken to in years like I did to you <laughs> um <laughs> so are you worried um about getting the virus I think between you me and the podcast listeners that I've had it <laughs> you're not the only one to say that so don't worry <laughs> yeah I think that I was asymptomatic actually mm. but I was in very close contact with a friend who tested positive for Mm. it. And based on what we know about how contagious it is, I think it would be really strange if I didn't have it. Yeah, Um, but I'm I'm more interested in the fact that someone got tested. I don't know anyone who's been mm -hmm. tested. So what's going on over in the US? (laughs) I know. No, I know. No, as you might imagine, based on our shambles of a healthcare system, we do not have readily available uh, testing either. However, my friend was in an unusual situation because he is a doctor Ah. and he had, he's actually an actor and a doctor. And he stopped acting for a while to go do some doctoring Mm -hmm. because it seems like that's needed right now. And so when he started his new job, he got tested and tested positive, even though at that time he didn't have any symptoms. Oh, right. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, goodness. Well, I definitely want to come back to the healthcare and stuff over where you are in a minute because obviously it's very different from here. How long do you think the isolation period will last for? I think that... On in terms of what is going to be suggested by the Center for Disease Control and the New York government and the U.S. government, we're going to be locked down until summer, um, maybe June or July. But th- this is the thing, like right now in the States, we're like in a fight between like local government and federal government about when we should open back up again. So the whole thing is really, and not only that, as the sun is getting brighter and is feeling more like summer, Mm. people in my neighborhood at least are really starting to be naughty and going out even when they're not supposed to. So I don't know what that lockdown's going to look like, you know? It's really, it's the same here. We had a 24 degree weekend for a bank holiday weekend in London anyway, not in Scotland. And yeah, (laughs) people are just honestly, and even some people, you know, they're getting a bit cheeky Mm -hmm. and wouldn't name names, but texting me being like, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, these are people that are very, um, you know, Uh, moral people so I think you know even uh, I just think problem is it's just so hard and actually when you think about my goodness like say June even oh all the days are the same like (laughs) 
you know. I know. know. Oh. Well, and we yeah. have to we have to sort of I mean, without getting to I think it's important that we try to do what's right for the community and protect people that are in danger most, you know, the weak the weaker immune system people and older people and all of that. But mm. it's hard. It's a hard call with all of these things because we're all sort of constantly weighing that mm. side of things, the like health side of things and our own mental health as well because isolation is hard yeah exactly exactly and I, I'm very interested in people who I speak to who seem to be loving it because either they're more on the introverted side of the scale I guess or end of the scale or actually their life hasn't changed that much because they do spend quite a lot of time at home anyway it's, a, it's an interesting one but yeah and that's why I'm so happy that we get one exercise a day here do you get that as well one what a day in the UK we get we're allowed to go for food shopping essentials mm-hmm. and then you also get one exercise a day outdoors oh interesting so I don't it hasn't been as I said like it's very different from state to state here based on because it's in New York, we're we're in the center of it all. And mm. if you ask me, I think most people here are gonna have it. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy person. I just think that based on how how many people currently have it and how little it's being tested for, mm. I think that it's everywhere. But so it's just different depending on where you are. But we don't really have those kind of specific guidelines. We're just being told to stay home as much as possible, and if you're sick, to not go out. Ah. So we're not supposed to. But there hasn't been anything said specifically about whether or not you're really allowed to go out to exercise. Oh, that hey. at least not that I'm aware of. That's interesting you know america's we're we're interesting folks and i think one thing that you notice here is that people are very very fond of the idea of their personal rights and freedoms Mm. and less interested in the idea of like collective welfare and good (laughs) i can say it because i'm american (laughs) and do a little bit of bashing (laughs) yeah it's okay i slag off scotland all the time so uh yeah i mean my next question was actually just about the u.s government anyway and about how they've handle the situation and um, especially in terms of like healthcare have you still got to pay for it all and what about people who've lost their jobs um, are they providing benefits and things like that yeah so this is a pretty complicated one and it still seems to be changing all the time but in general I think this may move on to some bigger questions about like how this is going to change things but I think it's really highlighted some of the problems that we have over here with our healthcare system. I'm not impressed with how the government has handled it. Um, I think there's been a lot of blaming and a lot of you know political moves that really are not they're hurting and uh, endangering people you know there's a lot of hey you know President Trump is is talking now about how he's (laughs) claiming that he acted so fast by like stopping people coming in from China. Well, he's, he's enjoyed putting travel bans on people for numerous reasons, but what did he do in that time? You know, since that time he didn't Mm. really prepare the healthcare system or make sure that there were ventilators or make sure that anything was ready to take care of people. Mm. So yeah, in terms of like how things are now, we are all supposed to get stimulus, which I think has been approved now by Congress. And that is is super necessary, but there's also already like businesses closing and uh, I don't think enough was done to protect small businesses and working people and a lot of money was thrown at like the airline industry. And Have you had the furlough over here? Um, the government have done this thing of furloughing people. So basically they, they get paid 80, well, 80% by the government 
to cover, you know, if they're if they're out of work, um, and then the employer has the um, the option to top it up by twenty percent. Have you got any scheme like that or anything for employers? So I've heard that there is a new thing that they've done, which is similar, but it's only so basically it's um, if employers want to put their employees on furlough and continue paying them during mm-hmm. that time then the government will give them a loan to do that and then the loan will be forgiven, okay. which means that they can keep employees that they wouldn't want to let go. But this is all at the discretion of the employer. It's not something uh-huh. that they have to offer their employees. Yeah, it's same here, I think. And I think, you know, even, you know, say bigger companies or whatever, there some people are just getting fired, I think, sadly. Yeah. So, um, but it, yeah, I think it's optional because the, the employer still has to pay like national insurance and stuff. So they would still have to yeah. Yeah, pay them. I would say that I think all, I mean, I... I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't comment on USA because I, obviously I don't live there. But um, I think all governments have definitely um, got their faults um, handling this. And and even you know over here, I just wish they had been faster because we did have a bit of warning. I think from Italy and Spain and the rest of Europe. So it oh, it's very uh, complicated. Yeah. Are you in? I don't know the answer to this. Are you in lockdown <laughs> with anyone, <laughs> or are you alone? And um, how are you finding that decision that you had to make? And I promise I'm not just looking for gossip here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am, I have a roommate. And so we've been kind of like locked down together. But we've also been, I mean, we have a next door neighbor that we've been like seeing on the front stoop a lot. And it's like <laughs> funny how this whole experience has really like kind of made us get to know our neighbors a little bit more. We haven't hung out in person yet, and I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that. But I have I have seen like one or two people even since the lockdown happened. I was in strict quarantine for a couple of weeks. And then since then, I've been trying to just like be as cautious as I can. That was because you knew someone who tested positive or was that your own decision? Yeah, it was because I knew someone that tested positive and I felt like it was the responsible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I I think everything has so much higher stakes now. But again, like if this is going to last until August, am I going to not see anyone in person until then? And I'm not sure if I can do it. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Well, sometimes we don't have the choice, though. I mean, I imagine New York, well, for me anyway, even in London, like, you know, it's not like my friends are on my doorstep anyway. I would have to, you know, some people mm-hmm. are in South London, and it takes you an hour and a half to get there. So, you know, I can imagine you're the same with that. So it's part of it's taken out of your hands, isn't it? Yeah. And then what are you secretly loving about this situation? Like, what's the highlight? What are you loving? Honestly, I mean, this has been a really good time for me in general. I have really loved being able to like check in with myself in a new way and like have the time to like make all my meals at home and exercise whenever I want to. And I kind of had that lifestyle to a degree anyway, but I was also super busy. You know, I'm like running a theater company and doing some bartending and um, going to auditions. And so I've always been on the like meal prepping and and taking care of myself and I work from home a lot, but this has really Mm. like slowed things down to such a degree. Like Mm. In New York, we are just constantly rushing yeah. and and trying to do as much as possible and feeling like if feeling like if we don't do as much, we're gonna fall behind. Yeah. And this has been a really beautiful kind of just to like just check in and say, hey, is that stuff true? 
you know, is, is all, are all those things that we've been taught to believe true or in fact, like it's slowing down and like having a different quality of time with yourself and your work mm-hmm. more beneficial. Definitely. And I think like um, you've always been, and I don't know if it's an actor thing as well. It's kind of actors fall into two categories. Either they just get, you know, jobs thrown at them or, you know, they're really goal driven and they're working, you know, you've always had multiple projects. Even at Lippa, I remember you were always, um, you had your hands in different pies. I can't remember the, <laughs> the phrase, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but no, no, you've always been like that but you are right that yeah you're right it's like have we been sold a lie maybe this is the way to live yeah I like mm. it well aside from the extreme isolation but yeah I mean <laughs> yeah. definitely part of it yeah and people dying that's pretty uh grim mm-hmm. um so you've kind of touched upon life before COVID-19 then so what's the biggest change what except for obviously going out but is there anything that's been really heavily impacted about your lifestyle um this sounds so silly but the thing that's one of the things that's been the hardest for me to get used to is just the lack of walking Mm. I used to I used to have like 25,000 steps a day you know (laughs) and now I am just like I'm exercising a lot but it's not like I feel like my legs are like turning into toothpicks. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, it's so strange oh, and man. it affects your sleep mm-hmm. and I think that's the biggest one is just that the sense of like that how that being cooped up feels in your body, you know? Yeah. I've been trying to go for some walks mm-hmm. and like it's it's really important to do yeah. that, but it's hard to get enough like I was before. Totally, and you don't feel tired at night and you just feel sluggish. Yeah. I definitely get that. Yeah. Um, are you still able to keep your job on and stuff then at the moment? No, I um so everything that I was doing to make money has stopped. Uh. <laughs> I there's no more <laughs> there's no more theater oh. being made in New York really. And uh, there you know, I mean I'm sure you've noticed like and you do voiceover which is a great thing to be doing right now yeah, it's handy <laughs> <laughs> but there's um still some things that are being advertised for but generally most of the type of work I was doing is not happening acting wise and mm-hmm. all the film shoots and tv shoots have stopped in New York and also my bartending job is obviously over because there's no restaurants and there's no bars that are open yeah I was thinking more you um you said you can work from home though so what have you are you able to keep that on or is that a different thing? Is that more your personal projects? Yeah, that's personal projects. I mean, everything that I do for, you know, Dirt Contain, my theater company, a lot of that is done. It's like writing and it's – but rehearsals, you know, we had a project that we were planning to be rehearsing at this time that we actually – delayed we decided Mm -hmm. to delay for other reasons that we were supposed to be in full swing on right now that would have had to be canceled but Mm -hmm. yeah most of the work that I do at home is work to produce theater which you know you could I'm still thinking about later in the year for sure yeah definitely it all um (laughs) I can't remember the phrase but you know we get to the same end point it might just take a little bit longer and actually you Mm -hmm. might discover new things on the way things that you didn't have time and you're rushing from point to point but actually now maybe you'll find new joy in other elements and things I don't know so what's been like your lowest day or moment so far Mm -hmm. because of what's happened because of the virus um I had a I had a pretty rough weekend the weekend that I found out that I might have been exposed to it and I realized yeah mm-hmm. it was I can imagine you know I realized that I couldn't get tested pretty quickly because you call up and you say you know oh I've been exposed to the virus and they're like okay well 
just stay home. And then you're like, well, what if I get really – basically found out that unless I like end up in the hospital mm. with really serious symptoms, they're just not going to test me. Mm-hmm. So Same here, yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah. that was a hard weekend. And, and around that time, I was also – you know, there was just a lot of people around me that were suffering with different things too. Mm. You know, everybody was losing their jobs and, and mm-hmm. you know – just like one by one, like all the people in your life are starting to throw up white flags and be like, help, help, you know? And it's kind of crazy. My family and my friends and and just, you know, everybody being so, so destabilized at once. Mm. That's overwhelming, you know? Oh yeah, totally. When it's people that you love as well. And usually it's almost like day-to-day life gets spread out a little Mm. bit, doesn't it? But when you do feel like everyone's being forced in this situation all at once, then yeah, it's a lot. You've got your own problems and to bear theirs as as well. And yeah, it is, I don't know, it's too much. Are they finding more positives now in things or? Somewhat. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of people in my life that are really, really worried and stressed out about the future. And I have moments too where I worry about that stuff. But there have been some really good things to come out of this too. And already, I think once they, in New York at least, they made it so that freelancers could also get unemployment, which was a huge worry for so many of my friends. There's still friends of mine that have not received any unemployment yet or any kind of – the system has just been so overwhelmed, you know, and you can't – so it's a waiting game of like trying to get through. But yeah, it's – I think it's become a little bit – a little bit more normal for most of us to be living in a day-to-day reality where we can't we don't have any choice but to live in the moment and try to make the best of it because there's nothing you just don't know how long it's gonna last yeah there's a weird sort of comfort in that as well that everyone's in the same position so obviously you've got the the massive negative that everyone's going through pain at the same time but then also everyone's going through and people have really stepped up to help each other too has been the other beautiful thing about it like I've seen so many places like just like at the local fruit and vegetable stand it says there's a sign that says like if you are having trouble with food right now talk to us we don't want anyone to be hungry Mm -hmm. and there's like all sorts of things people just like stepping up to to really like help each other and that's beautiful it's so nice I got a letter through my door um well a couple actually just people in the neighborhood uh, neighborhood look at me I never use that word that's an American word oh, I'm like talking to you and I, I'm American wait what would you say uh, a local area I don't know I just wouldn't ever say neighborhood <laughs> but maybe that's just a Scottish thing I don't know anyway I, I like it Anyway, there's people in the neighborhood and they um <laughs> they posted stuff through the door. Um say, sorry, I've got the giggles now. Uh, saying that they can uh, yeah, they can offer the food run and things like that and if anyone's sick and and they put the, you know their mobile number and stuff on it and it's just yeah, it is it is lovely. And is there anything harder to deal with about social distancing and isolation than you would have expected? Mm, maybe I think um, I think just like things like human contact, right? Like not being able to like give people hugs and shake people's hands and like go dancing and a lot of things that, you know, I'm a very tactile person and yeah. I like to dance a lot. I like to like, and it, there's, it's hard to express certain parts of yourself and dating, you know, all of that is just like... <laughs> A little bit crazy, honestly. It's like suddenly we're all reverted to like 
being in high school and like webcamming with people again. It's like yeah. really odd. MSN Messenger and stuff. Right. But yeah. House party where people can um, jump in and, and, you know, gate crash. Yeah. The being touched thing is weird. I mean, I live with flatmates as well and we aren't tactile towards each other because it's just, you know, they're, we're flatter shares. So they're not my my friends so it's weird to just be like yeah gosh if it's if it's June or July when's the next time I'm gonna you know hug someone or whatever you know like a a friend Mm -hmm. strange to think about yeah so this is more I know we talked about like the what you're loving and stuff about the situation but can you think of a, a specific highlight so far that you've really a moment that's made you truly happy or enjoyed Um, yeah, I've really like, I've really nailed my routine of self care over the past couple of weeks in a way that feels really great. And I know, I don't know if that answers your question completely, because it's not like one penny drop moment. Give me some tips. Yeah, totally. So I've started doing a bunch of really like, I'm waking up a lot earlier, I got rid of my, um, I'm not using my mobile phone as a as an alarm clock anymore I have like a normal alarm clock so I don't look at my phone in the morning which is amazing Mm -hmm. and then I wake up and I do breath work and then I meditate and then I do some journaling so like that time is just for me it's like it's not like checking emails it's not going on backstage it's not like it's just like time for my nourishment of my sort of mental, physical, spiritual body. And it's been really nice to have the time that I set aside for that. That's not, it can't be touched. Yeah. So that's been like a very big shift for me and something that I've, it's been a goal of mine to like become a meditator and Mm. to like have a home yoga practice and like, oh, and, and during this period, I, I got my yoga teacher training. I finished, we, we all decided as a group to finish training over zoom. We had like two weeks left. So it's been like a really interesting, the way that things have like synced up, you know, the way that Mm. there's just, life is so funny. You know, I, (laughs) I put out an intention this year for 2020 that I wanted to stop bartending and and wow. then well they there we go yeah you got that, <laughs> got that. Yeah. and you just don't know how things are going to work out and what is going to turn out to be how things are going to look from a big picture you know definitely um well it's funny you say big picture because I want to go on to the wider picture now so thank mm. you for making my job easy there mm-hmm. yeah when this is over what societal changes do you think that we'll see, you know, for better or for worse. Yeah, I have some hopes for this highlighting things that are not working well that we need to focus on, especially here. But, you know, I'm sure for you guys as well, like hold on to your national health service and (laughs) know how important that is because here, Mm. like we've even had Republican senators now that are saying like, oh, everybody should have health care during this period. And I'm just like, why just for COVID? What about when people get cancer? Why is this suddenly morally any different than that? And so I'm really hoping that in this kind of transition period in understanding how easy it is to fall through the cracks Mm -hmm. if you're a person that is underinsured or doesn't have insurance or, you know, just, it's just so easy for things to to change so fast and for people to be left behind. And because we're all experiencing it together right now, because it's going to last for so long, I hope that that has some real power in terms of I guess I would like say empathetic education Mm -hmm. for everyone. There's also 
I I don't know what what else is going to happen exactly, but I think there's so many things people have had to get really creative about how to work around working from home, mm-hmm. and that could have some real positive and probably some negative impacts because we are definitely getting to a place that we're increasingly going to be working from home, I think, mm-hmm. as a society. And how are we going to take care of ourselves mentally? What are What is it going to be like when we don't go into offices anymore and we do a lot of our work through Zoom? Yeah. And this is really like a testing oh, period yeah. for all of that. This is like immersive, a quick course in how to <laughs> <laughs> really hitting you with it. So you kind of like um, yeah. fast speed and find the negatives and the positive straight away yeah it's very interesting it's like a LARP like a live action role play (laughs) gosh I mean coming back to you um I guess you kind of touched on this before as well but because this is a really unusual situation is there anything that you're learning about yourself and Mm. has it surprised you I was not listening to my body enough before and this is not just something that I've realized because of COVID and the crisis and being at home with myself but it's mm-hmm. definitely been bubbling up over the past year. And I need, like, whatever I thought I was doing for my own self care <laughs> was not in any way close to what I really need. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm suddenly feeling the amount of rest and care and space around myself that I would really like to function the way I want to function. Mm-hmm. And that's been really interesting like yeah. <laughs> to figure that out well, hopefully it's something you can take away right yeah. you can try your best to continue that when we do go back to normality and I think as well we're going to probably do it in slow steps so maybe you'll have like a an introduction period back into yeah. how to merge the two I guess right you know? bring bring this like bring these skills into the real world a little bit I hope so I I hope that that's something that I can figure out. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I mean, I think even for me, like I'm always um, rushing around and part of it is that it's not like I don't like my own company and stuff. I just prefer being around other people and I get more excited and more like, you know, highs or whatever from it. But actually, and I'm always, um, you know, worried about being lonely, I guess. But I mean, at this moment, which is, I guess, technically the loneliest I've ever been in my life, and I guess for most people as well, I'm actually not feeling lonely at all. Mm-hmm. And it's um, so it would be so nice to try and put that into practice, you know, when we do go back to life before, although I, I think there'll be a lot of um, scars still there. Mm. I, I think, yeah, it'll be really nice to be like, I don't have to fill up every single waking hour with mm being around people and friends right it's it's so funny it's it's like it makes you start to wonder why you're doing that and where that need comes from right like well I don't think mine was loneliness I think mine was FOMO Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something I don't think it was loneliness it can't have been and I think for me and for so many New Yorkers that I see it's just like this obsession with your worth being tied to how busy you are that somehow you don't deserve to be whatever to you don't deserve to be happy or or to just be content with anything. There always has to be this extreme like hustle in order for you to justify your own existence. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's not true. <laughs> it's just not true. No, I know. And I, I think that's why a lot of people might, well, obviously the, the money side of things, but in terms of work and, you know, for people that have stopped their jobs, a lot of people pin their self-worth on their jobs as well. So now they're trying mm. to have to reassess where they do fit into society and things like that as well. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's all quite interesting, actually. A very interesting experiment on every part. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a shame we're living it. <laughs> I would have 
I prefer just to have been told about it in a documentary actually right never mind (laughs) well but (laughs) but Blanche you know that like this is the only way it was really sink in like we're Mm. we're such you know unless you like feel it in your body and in your experience even if it was just something that lasted a couple of weeks I still don't think it would have a real impact like it's only because we're just like being forced to like buckle down into this for an extended period of time that we're going to be able to like learn anything it's literally like you've just read all my (laughs) questions out for me because the next one is about the extended (laughs) amount of time (laughs) and so it is about you know this going on say three months or four months or we don't know um and obviously I'm going to come revisit you and see what you have what changes there have been um so where do you see yourself in three months time mentally and Mm. I hope that it's kind of what you just were talking about in our last little question that I'm able to take the things that I want to keep from this period and move them into a period where I can take that out into the world in a healthy way that I don't feel as obligated, I suppose, in my life, that I feel like I really have the power to choose what to say yes and no to for myself and that I am also able to not take all of that for granted because that's the other sort of wonderful thing about this period where we have so many things that we can't do that we used to do is that we realize how great they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, like all of the little things in our lives and like being able to go see a friend and mm. being able to pursue your dreams in a place where like you're able to work and able to support yourself while you do that. And and Sweet. I think there's a big mind shift for me that I want to like carry through with this and just the knowledge that I don't have to wait to get to a certain place or achieve a certain thing in order to choose to feel good about where I am now. And uh, it's a pro it's a process. Life is all a journey and it's not, yeah, I don't have to be in a certain place in order to enjoy, enjoy my life every day. Oh, that is the the key, isn't it? They always say, and if you enjoy the journey, um, you know, you're onto a winner there. My goodness. Um, Oh, what was going to say? Oh yeah. I was just going to say, I even miss the tube. I miss rush hour. Oh, yeah. so grateful for to go back on that rush hour again. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. There's so many little things like that that you just don't realize, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it, we're, it's so easy for us to be so focused on like – what's next? What more can I have? What, what, not to realize all the wonderful things that are around us. And even now, you know, it's a beautiful day outside. The flowers are blooming. The birds are singing. They don't have any idea what, or maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe this is all part of their plan, but um, rest your air probably. Right. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. I have all sorts of ideas about that. But anyway, uh, yeah, but there's so much still like to really enjoy and be present with. And I, I think, you know, quite a lot of people are going when this is over, we can. Once lockdown's mm. finished, we can. And I think what you're saying, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's like, well, stop looking over there and look right here. <laughs> what about now? So I know that you mentioned earlier that um, you've still got quite a lot of people in your life that are still, you know, anxious and worried about what's going on. And I, I mean, we all are. It comes in waves, doesn't it? Mm. If you were to give one parting bit of advice to someone who is highly worried about the future uh, due to this crisis or what would it be? Hmm. I, I guess that it's the first thing is just to tell everybody that you have the right to feel 
however you feel about this, because it is crazy. And this is something that nobody's experienced to this degree. So don't in whatever you're feeling, you know, don't think that it's wrong because feelings aren't wrong. They're just your body trying to protect you, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that in that process, um, just to take really good care of yourself, you know, that's the opportunity that we have is to take, take really loving patient care of yourself and each other and breathe Mm -hmm. and get in touch with the things that make you feel good and make you feel happy. You know, we, like, as you were just saying, can spend regardless of whether things are good or bad, a lot of energy thinking about the future Mm -hmm. and worrying about whether we can control it. Mm -hmm. But I think Ultimately, the idea that we can has always been an illusion. This has just really driven that point home. Perfect example of, (laughs) I mean, they always say the things that you're not worrying about are the things that happen. And this wouldn't have even been in my top 100 million, you know, (laughs) of things that were going to happen. I would not have thought oh, a global pandemic was going to shut us all down. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it is a good reminder. Well, honestly, Maria, I could talk to you for hours because I I just think you're such a positive person as well. And even about this awful situation, you're finding the positives, which is partly why I knew you'd be amazing uh, for this podcast. But yeah, I will be touching base back with you in a few months' time. So I will let you crack on with your sunny day. Thank you. I look forward to speaking to you then and thank you again. Yes, thank you for doing this. It's so great. (laughs) I can't wait to hear how everybody else is doing and, you know, keep us all connected and listening to each other's stories. It's important. Definitely. See you later. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Isolation and Me. Don't forget to subscribe and share and stay safe.